Hello, grace and peace. We're taking Anarchy to Church here on the Anarchist Bible Study. I'm Josh, a.k.a. Iowan Cap. And I'm Jeff Park, a.k.a. a former fetus. <laughs> a former fetus, that's right. I'm looking at the screen right now, and I'm looking at you, and I'm thinking, that looks like just a clump of cells. I, I am a highly, highly organized clump of cells, which is perhaps the only sense in which I am highly organized. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say, sometimes. Well, you know, it depends on the day. Yeah. I have yeah. good days and bad days. Uh, <laughs> For more pre-show banter, check out preambling number 19, Slow News Day. Otherwise, you're welcome for cutting out the fat. And now, back to the show. Okay. All right. <laughs> We're doing this uh, for real. Uh, Revelation chapter people 5. Said we do it. Even more people said we shouldn't do it. <laughs> and they were right. Three weeks is all it took for us to get out of chapter 5. And uh, I'm impressed. I'm, I'm super impressed by us. Uh, but I'm always impressed by me. I think I'm amazing. Uh, so, but we're going to read through the whole chapter. Uh, and then we're, we're going to finish it out today. Um, and then as is our habit, we're going to have uh, Brother Jeff pray for us. And then we're going to launch into it. Uh, talking about the text so let's put up the text on the screen if you're watching if not uh go ahead and grab a bible or a bible app and read along uh as we um read through the whole book uh the whole chapter five of book of revelation then i saw in the right hand of him who was seated on the throne a scroll written within and on the back sealed with seven seals and I saw a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, Who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? And no one in heaven or on, or, or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. And I began to weep loudly because no one was found worthy to open the scroll or to look into it. And one of the elders said to me, Weep no more. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. And between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a lamb standing as though it had been slain with seven horns and with seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. He went and he went and took the scroll from the hand of him who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the lamb, each holding a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song saying, worthy are you to take the scroll and to open its seals for you were slain and by your blood, you ransomed people for God from every tribe and language and people and nation and you have made them a kingdom and priests to our god and they shall reign on the earth and this is the new section we're into now then i looked and i heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands saying with a loud voice Worthy is the lamb who was slain to receive power and wealth and wisdom 
and might and honor and glory and blessing. And I heard every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth. And it, sorry for that. And in the sea and all that is in them saying, to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to Thanks God. Thanks be to God. Let he use ears hear what the Spirit says to the churches. Brother, Brother Jeff. Lord, we thank you that um, the uh, the victory that that we can feel now <laughs> over over the demons and the forces of evil um, in a in it, just a temporal way. Um, we thank you that we will feel it in such a more ultimate and final and complete way with you in glory. Um, we we thank you that that uh, you gave us this book to to teach us not only that you win which would be good news enough, but that we get to win with you and, and that our, our labors, our trials, our sufferings for your gospel and your great name are infinitely, unimaginably worth that the there there are no rivals there are no there are no there are no dissents um there there are no second shoes to drop in your perfect reign over all of your creation. So Lord, we, we pray that you would help us to be all the more captured by this vision, uh, help, it, help it to become all the more practical to our living and working and worshiping and help us to uh, be able to ad advance these these words and these thoughts clearly. Um, I, I pray that you would prepare each of us as hearers. Um, to be not just hearers, but doers of uh, your word and that we would be uh, better worshipers of you uh, after hearing this than we were before. 
in the name of your mighty son Jesus, we pray. Amen. Revelation five eleven through fourteen. But we're, let's let's review. Um, we we've already read it. Let's 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 take a look at it now with our faces in the chat. Um, or not in the chat in the screen, and so we're gonna we're gonna take a look at this. So, so we've already seen in chapter four. Uh, we're looking into this, the throne room of heaven, and and I I know we 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 aren't going bit too far back into chapter four, but this is actually going to be important. There is a praise at the end of that. So we see the creatures, the layout of the heaven, the people uh, in in the, the 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 elders, all that stuff, and you've got. They're singing songs, you know, what some of it is is not surprising because it comes from, you know, the Isaiah, but there is this praise of the worthy one in verse 11 of chapter 4. Worthy are you, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power for you created all things and by your will they existed. And there's a reference to the all things, the all created things. He is worthy for having created all things. So there is the inherent glory of God as creator. Uh, it feels like I'm over I'm overemphasizing this, but it's not it's it's not because it's going to come in. These all created things, these created things are going to come in uh, uh, to, to our chapter now, and also the fact that there is a praise of a worthiness there, because that's what we see in in our chapter before or in our verses before us is another worthy him. But of course, there's another worthy him before that because there's a question raised. There's a question raised. At first, there's a scroll that must be opened. There's a scroll that must be opened. It's covered in seven seals. We don't know what's contained within yet because, of course, we've never read this book before. We are, we're, you know, we're, we're taking it as it comes at us. So we are willfully putting out of our mind anything about this scroll for a little while. But um, we know there is seven seals. We don't know what's contained within, but it's important that these seals get broken. As someone who is worthy to break the scroll, someone who is the, the rightful recipient, that's what those the the seals you know it's about safely delivering them to whom they belong um also someone who is worthy by virtue of who they are and what they've done and uh there might even be a a power implication one who has overcome who has conquered and 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 earned the right to open and so then uh, the, the question is, who is the one who's going to be worthy to do so? And these these uh, creatures that we just saw, these created beings, among them, none. So God is the worthy one for having created these created beings, and these created beings are not worthy to open the scroll. So there's a back and forth, worthy created beings, worthy created, created worthy. Um, but one is found, and it's one of the elders who points it out. So it's a, one of the, the people representing the, the worshipful lead, the, the leadership of the worship of the church. And uh, the, 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 that, that ends up saying, weep no more, behold, there's one coming. He is the lion of the tribe of Judah, which we said pointed to... Um, Genesis 49, the, the, the prophecy about Judah, the lion cub who would reign and whose the scepter would never be removed from his throne, which would come to fruition in David. 
And David, um, there's a root of David because, of course, the, it seems that the tree of David has been cut down. Um, but there's the messianic expectation of the root of David would come. And this one, who fulfills both, who is the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, he has conquered, overcome, Nike, he has victored, uh, has been victorious. Um, he is the one, because he conquered, he can open the scroll. And then we're like, so, so we're going to see some battle warrior being... And then who comes out but a slain lamb. And standing as though slain, um, you pointed out, is, is, is maybe a reference to his resurrection. As though slain but still standing, he's, he's not dead. He looks like he's been slain or slaughtered, uh, but he is standing. And so he is the raised one. He's the raised, the risen uh, lion. And of course, or the lamb. And of course... We want to say there's no contradiction, although it's surprising and it's meant to be surprising. There's no contradiction because he has overcome. He has been the lion. He is the lion cub of Judah. He is the root of Jesse. It's that his overcoming is an ironic overcoming. It's by being slain uh, and by then rising from the dead by being a lamb standing as though slain that he is able to overcome because of course he is the one who um that when they they sing a worthy song to him he is worthy to take the scroll and open the scrolls why because you were slain and by your blood you ransomed a people for god from every tribe and language and people and nation and you have made them a kingdom and priests to our god and they shall reign on earth and so and of course um this lamb, um, he is he has seven horns, which is a sign of his fullness of his power, and he has seven eyes, which shows his omnipotence or omniscience. So his omnipotence and his omniscience. There's there's some attributes of divinity, and then he's worshipped as divinity. So um, though he is not the one sitting on the throne, he really is. And so this this really gets back at, at the um, that you've pointed out this interesting thing that keeps happening where there's the one sitting on the throne and yet he is also the lamb and the, 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 the lamb is on the throne yet he's beside the throne you know it's kind of getting back to the way john would talk about jesus in in his um in his prologue to his gospel where he uh says he was with god and he was god so this this mystery of the trinity being expressed in kind of this i guess we could call it um without any of the implied either bowing to the German school or uh, talking down to it, this sort of, um, oh my goodness, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, early is the word I'm thinking, but, but um, primitive, there we go, primitive oh. is sort of, primitive statement of what we'll, we'll call the mystery of the trinity that he is god and is with god he is on the throne but he's not on the throne he's beside the throne this this mystery that he is god he is not the father but they are god um and yet there's not two there's one and and so this this is kind of yeah we, we find john kind of this nascent um uh trinitarian ontology that would be developed um more fully 
um, by drawing on the biblical, not not by speculation, but by drawing on the biblical witness. Um, um, but of course, then the seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God, it is the spirit of God by which the lion and the lamb sees the earth or, or, or looks on the earth. Um, and he takes a scroll. Of course, we've already said the, the hymns is sung um, by the people holding kitharas, which um, are, are kind of like the ancient version of a guitar, but it's translated here, harp. And they've also got bowls of incense, which we're going to lay aside for now because we are going to come back to them, but we know are told that they're the prayers of the saints. And they sing this new song. But now we get uh, the, 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 the last of the singing in, in, in the section that we're looking at today. And we're going to do the zoom. And it says, then I looked and I heard. So this is kind of a, a backwards to what we've been used to seeing. We've talked about this. This I heard and then I saw. But this time we get it a little bit backwards. It's what he saw leads to a hearing instead of he hears something like we just saw. I heard a lamb or I heard of a lion and I saw a lamb. This time he looks and he hears. And, he, and he, what he hears is a voice of many angels or, or a sound of many angels. Phone, phonetics. What uh, a phonograph, uh, symphony. We, this is the the the. This all comes from the Greek word phone, which is is sound or voice, um, and it's a sound of many angels um, around the throne and the the living creatures and the elders. And this is where I have a little bit of a question. And I didn't see any of the commentaries dealing with this. Um, more, it's a kind of a translation issue, and I want to know what what your take is on this. And I'm okay if we never come up with a conclusion to it. But the ESV seems to take it like this. So you'll notice that the ESV takes the phone angelon polyun, the voice of many angels, and moves it down over here. So, and that renders this phrase this phrasing as, and I heard around the throne and the living creatures and the elders the voice of many angels so there's this that that is the voice of many angels is what's around it's around the throne and the creatures and the elders um but i kind of thought there could be another way of, of of translating this and i heard the voice of many angels around the throne and the the creatures and the presbyters like this would be joining in the voice does that make sense like yes is the voice around the all, all three of those things or are all three of those things singing around the throne do you see what i'm i'm, I'm getting at I see, I see what you're getting at yeah yeah do you have any take on this? I don't do Greek takes right after having just thought of the question myself, typically. But, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. 
or in this case, having it brought to my attention, but yeah. um, moments ago. Um, right. So, because, okay, what, what IOANCAP is getting into is that word order in Greek performs basically an entirely different function yeah. than it does in English. Yeah. yeah. In English, the word order is primarily grammatical. Um, we yeah. need word order to actually fill in yeah. um, what part of speech Which, a noun, for instance, is performing yeah. in a sentence. Um, you don't need that in Greek because because the endings provide yeah. that grammar. So yeah. So word order is is used very differently. Yeah. This is so the question a, is a case based language. Um, as as Greek is often called, and um, apparently Russian is this way as well. That 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 really the, the you can put the words in any order because the case does most of the lift the heavy lifting. Um, what is it? Is it an accusative case or a subjective case? Whereas we need to have the subject verb object. Um, uh, Hebrew is a little bit more like I believe more like English in that way. Except that the way they do verb order tends to be a little bit different, and, there's a, and even with and with both, there is flexibility, um, you know. But but there's a reason why Yoda sounds weird. Um, that's because his verb ordering is much more Hebraic, um, which should make us think, oh, Yoda, which comes from the sounds like the Hebrew word for knowing. Oh, the wise being who speaks in Hebraic word ordering. Is the one whose name means knowledge. Hmm. hmm. Interesting it is. All right. Um, but uh Yeah. So But yeah. So having having stalled uh a little, <laughs> I think um, um I think the um Um, it it absolutely it absolutely could um, could go that way. So then, but then, the, so okay. I see why. I think I see why they do it this way is because the um. Around the throne appears to be, well, from the context, the living creature, we know the living creatures and the elders are around the throne. Yeah. And, and so I think, I think they are taking this as being a, a ring out from the living creatures and the elders yeah. because, because we know they're around the throne. So that around the throne is, um, is referring to them. The, um, the voice of many angels is the direct object to heard 
Um, that's how that's how the ESV is taking it, and I I think I can see why, is because is because well grammatically that's not in in much question. Just the question is, um, well, and then. Um, Right. Is it possible that this is just an extended <laughs> direct object or no. is it, that's the question or is it? Yeah. Yeah. So I guess, I guess, um, I guess, yeah, the, I, it makes, I've always read it as these are concentric circles that I'll, I'll, I'll put that forward as my bias. Yeah. I've always, I've always read it that way. I can see why I read it that way because I've, I've largely been reading it in the ESV. Yeah. <laughs> that's, I think that's kind of clearly how they're, how they're taking it. I definitely can see, and I think I understand why, um, is because they're taking the contextual that the living creatures and the elders are around the throne are the ones closest to the throne and the angels are further out. So they do it in that order. And, and, and in English, it's not, it's not all that hard to convey that, especially when you use a word like voice heard and then match it with the word voice later, it's not all that hard to convey that that's the actual direct object of, of heard. Um, but that um, 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 and the, and so it's seeing it that way. Then, but then, uh, yeah, is it the voice of? So okay, the problem with it being the voice of of uh, the voice of many angels and the living creatures and the elders is that around the throne stuck in the middle there. Yeah. Like a, like a bone in the throat <laughs> for <Sure>. that, <laughs> for that interpretation, yeah. because, because, uh, um, because then, then it's hard to understand. Um, so I heard the voice of, the many, voice angels. of many angels. Yeah. The voice of many angels around the throne. Yeah, that, it would have to be the voice okay, of many angels the around the throne. Angels around the throne, and I also and, heard the living creatures, and I also yeah. heard the elf. It, okay, okay, I see. It, I see, it I makes see. grammatical sense, um, but I, yeah. I've kind of talked myself out of it um, purely by context. <laughs> if you look down at verse fourteen, because then you got the four living creatures said, "Amen." So, what are they saying? Amen to their own song. You know, you know, like it makes sense yeah. now. Like I kind of talk myself out of it, and, and just looking at context, I'm just saying, like, okay, so it makes sense. Well, just take this as there. It's the voice of the angels are that he heard. They are around the throne and the four living creatures and the twenty four elders, because they're gonna then join in and amen the song. Although you do have the intervening song oh sure yep from every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea <laughs> yeah and it does sound like 
correct me if I'm wrong, it sounds like the song that the living creatures and the elders sang earlier. You know, like, yeah. um, I mean, they did, they were the ones, the four living creatures said, holy, holy, holy. And, um, well, and then the elders sang, the worthy are you. Um, I don't know, it's, it makes sort of sense. And, of course, the, the saints are the ones, the, the elders fall down and sing, the second worthy are you, and this is the third worthy are you. It makes sense that it would be the same people. Right? I don't know. Mm -hmm. I can see it going either way. I can see it going either way, and I'm not like, because I'm not willing to throw down on either side. Um, yeah, I just didn't know. I, I didn't see any any discussion on the issue. Well, um, okay. yeah. I also pretty clearly <laughs> a, a good reason for the ESV to pick this word order is because the numbering myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands must refer to the angels because we have been told the number of the other things unless this yeah. is another yeah yeah john's being confusing on us right that makes sense <laughs> um, too that does make sense we have been told the number of living creatures it's four yeah. and elders it's 24 um and so the myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands yeah. must be angels, right? Probably. Yeah, probably. <laughs> and so that it just makes yeah. that more more clear by by uh, yeah. putting that right after the word angels in English. Um, yeah. And I don't see how I don't see how that could be referring um, to the living creatures or the elders. Yeah, um, that makes sense. The well, the, the, we're told the living. We're told there's only four of them at the end of this passage. So of the living creatures. So, so no, we've gotten the number again. Yeah, can't be referring to them. Um, uh, unless he's just really not expecting us to get it. Um, <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, I don't think it can be referring to them. So it has to be referring to. Um, the angels, which, which then, yeah. okay, then you've got, okay, so then it has to be the angels it's referring to with the number, and then it's that number that are saying with a loud voice. Yeah. And then they sing. So I do think, yeah. I do think the, I do think it's a concentric circle thing. I'm convincing myself more and more of this, that it's a concentric circle thing, that these myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands of angels are an outer ring outside the living creatures, elders, angels, because, um, because it's then after you get the number, you get the saying with a loud voice, which of course, could be no not really i don't see i don't see because because it, if you wanted to say if you wanted to have numbering and saying being parallel verbs that both refer back to angels 
that doesn't that doesn't work here textually i don't think so it's so it's that thousands of thousands who are saying or myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands yeah. are saying i yeah. don't think you can go back i don't think you can say the angels are that especially because you've got Yeah, you've got Angelone, Angelone, sorry, Angelone way up uh, six words after the beginning of this passage. <laughs> then, um, then you've got Legantis saying way on down, almost halfway through this passage, I think, and then um although there is a oh there's a parallel there that i wouldn't have noticed without jumping into that which is that um i heard the voice of pollon angels many angels or Angelone, Angelone Pollone, many angels. Um, and, and then down, down in 2A, and they are saying with a, with a voice, a loud one. <laughs> um, but you've got, you've got the, um, so, Sorry, the reason that's the reason that's parallel is because um, um, Pollone and Megalone are um, they depending on depending on the context, you might meet use Megalone to mean Pollone. Like their their semantic domains overlap. Um, and so, so they'd be, they'd be natural pairs with each other. And it's in both cases, um, um, in both cases, uh, it's, um, in, in both cases, they're, they're in this in this phrase, beginning with voice. Um, so, so that's, okay. So that's intentional and they're, and they're, uh, yeah, anyway. So I think, and I think that's another reason to understand is because you've got the parallelism between the the uh, the phrase containing the word angel and the phrase saying with a loud voice you've got that minor like I'm not trying to blow it out of proportion but you've got a minor parallelism there um, and I think I think that might actually be I, I'm not 
expert on this, but I think that might actually be a um, just a cue for the reader. It's not just a cue. I think it all, he's also saying, he's also conveying meaning here. But I think it's one of its uses is just as a a dialogue marker to make sure that you follow because the subject of the sentence is way up at the top. <laughs> mm, or the yeah yeah well yeah it is um or it's a yeah we're arguing that ultimately it is the angels who are saying with a loud voice although it's also um it's also uh Um, the uh, myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands. Um, you could you could read it that way, and I don't think because of the interpretation we're landing on, I don't think you're losing anything um, that way either. But mm -hmm. but yeah, no, I think that's another. I think that's another indication, though, is because you've got this, you've, you've got that um, sort of natural pairing between uh, uh, Megalay and Pollon with uh, uh, Phone. I think that's, I think that's intending a parallel, maybe maybe as a, a bit of a dialogue marker to, to help you keep track of <laughs> what's of uh, where the sentence started. Yeah. No, no, that that's, that's a little out of my depth. Um, uh, Greek exegesis wise, but I think, yeah. uh, um, but Whatever yeah, the case, that, it's uh, a it's a great I voice, think, yeah. yeah, around the throne, and I I think I think it is uh, I think we are supposed to see this as a great voice around what is art we've already heard from, um, just because of the way the the story is kind of expanding out. Yes, like the well, the song yeah, is the song is expanding out. Expand one more time, as we've already yeah <laughs> as we've already yeah. mentioned. But but let's yeah let's let's take it back then. So yeah. You've got this this angel choir, and uh, and they're standing there. Yeah, they're numbering, and the I, I like the, the the literal right here because I, I love teaching Greek a little bit here, whenever possible. And was ho arithmos of them, the arithmos of them. Of course, I I, I always love these loan words. That help us to figure out, like, as I always say to, to, to people, especially people who think they can never learn Greek, I always like to tell them, you know more Greek than you think you do. There are yep. lots of words that we use that, um, that are Greek in their derivation um, that you use. I mean, just down to the word Jesus. Jesus, that comes from the Greek rendering of, of, of things, you know? Uh, and arithmos is another one. Arithmetic. What is that? Arithmetic. 
mathematics of the arithmos right that's that's uh that's uh numbers and the or, number or me- of measuring them. measuring of the arithmos yeah yeah right and the number of them myriads of myriads myriadus myriadon and we recognize this phrase because um we've seen it before and we'll see it again tus ionas ton ionion the age of the ages often translated forever and ever um, we've talked before why we prefer kind of a little more rent a literal rendering but here it's myriad of myriads and kiliades kiliadon uh thousands of thousands and, and myriads can mean just a kind of just an excessively large number it can also mean a technical term for ten thousands of ten thousands uh that's not usually how it goes though if it's meaning a real number so it's probably best to understand it as just uh two numbers meant to convey a countless swarm of 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 angels like this is a a massive number uh of angels and and yeah there's they're saying lagontes once again there's a speaking going on there's a a ch- uh maybe a chant with a great phone a great l- voice uh and what do they say they say worthy there it is again worthy is the arneon the lamb which was slain so remember we said um in the last passage we said lamb appearing as having been slain is not to contradict this idea that it had been slain um quite quite the opposite he has been slain and here we hear that it is the lamb who has been slain the statement that he appears to have been slain is because he's no longer slain he is risen um so worthy is the lamb who was slain um and before it was if we look at the past verse set in the past uh, song worthy are you to take the scroll because you were slain this time we're zooming in on the worthiness of the lamb for having been slain and what else do they receive besides the scroll besides just an action that comes with it is to receive power and riches and wisdom and power or and another way of saying strength so might or strength and worthy or worthiness or, or honor um and glory and blessing eulogy eulogion eulogy uh blessing so he's worthy to receive these things for having been slain um now this is where we get into something that's kind of a a really interesting thing um this morning in church we sang a song about you know the the worthy the 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 great name of God or no, hold on, hold on the great name. Like he, that, that, that Jesus has this great worthy name that he is worth this name that he's worthy of taking on to himself. And of course, uh, 
The song does not right say it, but implies that it is the name of Jesus. In fact, when we talk about the great name, the name above every name, that's what we usually go to. Is the name of Jesus. Why? Savior! And yet, he doesn't earn that name. Jesus doesn't earn the name Jesus. He's given it before he was born. So, to res- it's, uh, there's a name above every name that he earns in the, the, that Philippians passage. And uh, this is a, a point that I was hearing recently from, from an o- old R.C. Sproul lecture that what is the name that he earns? It's actually Lord. Lord is the name that Jesus earns. So the name above every name that he earns by right of his humiliation on the cross is Lord of all. And so he has given it in his uh, uh, resurrection and ascension. And so we are talking about because he was slain and rose again, he is worthy to receive power and wealth and wisdom and strength and might and 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 honor and glory and blessing all things that he had by right of his divinity so we must be speaking about his humanity in this in this case right we're we're talking about what he receives by virtue of his death and resurrection um yeah yeah, and so that might seem like a weird distinction to make, but that is, it is somewhat important that we're talking about, when we're talking about how he is worthy to receive these things by the virtue of his, his death, we must be speaking of, of in some sense, of his, of his humanity. And, and, um, which, is, which is an interesting thing about Christ, is that there are things that are his by virtue of his divinity, and there are things that he still had to earn by virtue of his his human work, um, but that makes him doubly blessed, right? He's blessed because of who because he is a creator. He's blessed because he purchased all these things with his blood, and and yeah, um, and overcame by virtue of his blood. Um, yeah. Well, and um, and the let's see, it was the actually power, if I'm recalling correctly, the first three power, wealth, and wisdom when they're used to refer to God in the Old Testament are honoring him as creator, mostly. And um, or or was it because these are these are um So, 
yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember because I, I I kind of I kind of tried to outline um, how this how this was being used in the uh, um, in the Septuagint. Um, and uh, yeah, so um, so that um. Okay. Yeah, it's um, praise and honor. So it's it's the the next verse I think is a little um, um, I think the next verse is a little clearer. Um, and um, yeah, um, that praise and honor are. Um, are more closely connected with um, are more closely connected with creation as as creator honoring God as creator praise and honor um, glory and power are or glory and might are connected with honoring God as the the king of Israel and uh, and in fact um, that's one of the reasons that doxa becomes one of the favorite words in the New Testament is because it's a word that specifically applies to the Messiah in the Septuagint. Um, the Messiah as king um, in, in particular. Um, but um but yeah so then reflecting that back into so so okay so power power and wealth more line up with king messiah um more more line up with the the human side let's not get heretical and divide them too much, but the human, human side accomplishments, let's say, um, 
Uh, well, hang on, because the word power uh, would. Sorry. Well, I I, I think I, was gonna say, I think actually but, we've got we've got is it is it. Sorry, go ahead. Well, I just I think with the receive is is where I'm getting caught up on this. Is like that, oh, yeah. that um if we're, we're we're talking about receiving, um, yeah, because it's certain they're all human. Yeah. Well, There's although a, although I I wonder if if part of this is returning to him because sorry, I think I think we actually we've got a, we've got pairings here where where because. Might is Messiah King. Um, wisdom is Creator. Power Dunaman is Creator. Wealth is Messiah King. Honor, glory, and praise, um, or honor, glory, and blessing. Um, yeah. I'll Again, I said glory. Glory is uh, so uh, well. Cause, so there, you've got Time, which is almost always associated with kingship, uh-huh. rule, honor, honor as yeah. part of as part yeah. of rule. Um, I've, I've said glory. Doxa is is very closely associated with Messiah. Which is one of the reasons it becomes one of the favorite words of the New Testament, um, and uh, and then, but then blessing, blessing is more of a creator and priest, high priest word. Yeah, although, although um, I, th- so I think, I think, I think maybe there's some some juxtaposition of yeah. receiving things that yeah. were his as creator and as 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 participant in creation and and things that are his as messiah and and bringing those together i wonder if that's part of what's going on here it, it could be um but but i think of course we don't want to miss the the real thing which is that there is seven yes 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 there's yes, there's, yes, there's seven things that are given like to him to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing so you got the three and four um going on there uh, or the four and three i think it's probably better uh wealth and as you said power wealth wisdom might you got that the inclusio of the strength words right power wealth power wealth wisdom and might um Dunamis and Isku Isku own is gonna be semi um synonymous. Um there there's there's nuance of meaning between the two, but they're both a, about power. So you got a little inclusio of four and th- four plus three be, uh being a, a a a frequent way of adding up to seven. Um yeah. I think of, you know, of course the proverbs, you know. Uh, that's usually how it's laid out of a, of a four and three sort of thing, but yeah, there's 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 seven things, and so there's a a fullness of glory given to the Lamb who has been slain. So there's a fullness of worship, 
Um, we've gone from worthy is God for the creation to worthy is the lamb to receive this, the scroll to worthy is the lamb of receiving praise in and of himself for his having been slaughtered for having been, having been sacrificed. Um, and this is, and, 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 but, but let's, yeah, let's go, go back to like, we see this, this progression of going from the worship of God, the father, the one sitting on the throne or the, the, the divine one on the throne to a, a praise of the lamb. And yet it can be, it could be a little bit, um, ambiguous whether that's divine praise or it's like you're worthy to receive the 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 scroll to right here where we see there is a worship of the lamb for what he has done and for who he is more of a direct divine worship but also an ex as, as we've talked about we just talked about expanding the circle moving from the elders and the four creatures to the many multitude of angels around the the elders and the four creatures who are around the throne what uh um a growing multitude of praise uh expanding uh praise as and, and and you can see it almost as as the application or the 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 um yeah, let's call it that. The application of the blood of Jesus is spreading into this narrative. You know, starting with, is there anyone worthy to open the scroll to, worthy is the lamb who was slain, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, and then, of course, it's important that we see this expanding because then we receive... The maximum expansion. Oh, and sorry, can we just can we point out? Can we point out that this is not? This would be so abundantly heretical if applied to a mere creature. Right. If it's an actual <laughs> lamb, let's say that. Uh, horribly heretical. Possibly worse if it's a human. Like, like there's a sense in which, yes. like, as humans aping at at, at divinity, um, is even worse than like just worshiping some animal. You know, like that 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 an, a, a human willfully accepting such praise. If it is not true and deserved, then it is heretical. And in light of the fact that he's instructed, as we've said before. Um, in the episode, um, I forget what number, but, uh, you know, it's, it's about falling down and worshiping. Um, but we talked about how whenever that happens to an angel, they call it off. Right. But here, no one's there calling it off. Like the angels are the ones doing it. You know, the angels are the ones, uh, worshiping this, this, uh, this lamb who was slain. And then, yeah, it expands out keeps uh keeps going out this praise of the lamb into verse 13 and 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 yeah and every creature 
the ones in the heaven and upon the earth and under the earth and upon the seas and the all that is in them <laughs> and all that is in them i heard saying uh and so here we have his expanded to a universal praise of all creatures everywhere not just on earth but in the heavens not just in the heaven and earth but even those under the earth not only heaven and earth but even the chaotic waters those and every creature within them is now singing a praise song to the lamb and 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 it, and and here we finally see the culmination of the worthies like this is something that I'm I'm so glad that we took the time to go slowly through this because uh, it's it's very easy to miss this that uh, once again we see a progression starts with the one sitting on the throne let's go back to the expanded view of the the verse of the chapter it starts with a worthiness to you who are the Lord and God they're praising the one on the throne and then it moves to the lamb for having received the scroll from the one sitting on the throne and then to the lamb for having been slain for his worthiness to open the throne and then climax here to him who sits upon the throne and to the lamb bringing them together and going from praising both separately to bringing them together in one song the one who sits on the throne and the lamb who took the scroll and uh worthy are you uh to to him who sits on the throne and to the lamb uh and then the ascribing of again more blessings the blessing and the honor and the glory and the might the kratos although um uh, i believe it's on a either on a or or the net i can't remember is one who, who points out that specifically kratos is might to rule it's usually power in the sense of to rule in fact if i remember right i think the vulgate translates it into the word that we will use that will eventually make it to english in the form of dominion dominion yeah Di dominion dominion domain is how is is how um i always trans translated it in greek class at least is that's, that's how i kept it semantically separate in my own head <laughs> oh interesting yeah i i I also uh, got in the habit for a while of translating Basileon dom uh, Dominion instead of uh, Kingdom uh, because it was about the 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 uh, the di yeah Dominion not just that that God reigns over it not like it's some kingdom yeah this uh, Witherington kind of Im influenced me in that way but I, I'm I, you know I don't have too much of a strong case for that anyway but but yeah like that that is that kratos is that the, the the power to reign and so worthy so there's a praising of him for the blessing and the honor and the glory and the power into the age of the ages 
so here we find another progression right because where did we start it's like how where how it how it began how it's going how it began praising the one sitting on the throne who created all things mm-hmm. and now all things all created things are praising the one on the throne and the lamb and then for the one who created and now they're praising the one who has blessing and honor and glory and might into the age of the ages so from creation to eternity from the one sitting on the throne to the one sitting on the throne and the lamb from the one who created all things to all created things praising the one who created and redeemed like there is a very strong history of salvation present in these two chapters right absolutely like you could almost call this a liturgy right yeah you know i guess starting from from let's start by praising the one who created us and then let's remember that there's a problem right it's like it moves from uh, adoration and call to worship like it it starts with a call to worship almost you know a a movement into the throne room of heaven which i believe even some commentators theorize that this is based on some ancient church uh liturgy but there is kind of a call to worship a call of us up into the heavens to join the one sitting on the throne along with the four living creatures these these representatives of creation and the 24 elders who are representatives of the worshiping community and we're we're, we're led up into the throne room and and there's the 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 acclamation of god's uh attributes holy 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 is lord god almighty the lord god of hosts the lord god who was and is and is to come and then there's a, a move to 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 praising him for what he's done not just his attributes but what he's done he's the one who created worthy are you who created and then immediately afterwards we are plunged into the problem <laughs> right coming out of adoration into the problem what's the problem the problem is there is a scroll that needs to be opened and not a single one of us created beings can do it it's kind of like that that we're, we're no sooner you know in in the classical liturgical form not only no sooner do we praise the lord god that we're plunged into by means of the law into the problem of our own sin and depravity and the fact that in the time between our two worship services we have sinned against god in thought word and deed by what we've done and by what we have left undone and and there's a uh, a moment like where where like we have to beat our breast and cry out in woe for what we've done and for for the for the 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 failure uh and then right afterwards then who makes an appearance the lamb the one who takes away our sins the one who brings salvation and and uh and, and redemption and he is the one who is worthy to open the scrolls in the same way that he is the one who is slain that we might have life and life of life eternally and, and justification and adoption. And then there's an eruption into worship of the one 
who has saved us. That's kind of like when we, we move into the creedal form, right? The, 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 the prayers and, and creeds of faith. And then there's, of course, at that point, an expanding worship into uh, for the Lamb who was slain and, and a call for him to, to move in his gospel out into all the world. And then we see almost like, like it's the culmination of this worship project, of this liturgy uh, of spreading into all the world with every creature praising the one who sits on the Lamb the one that sits on the throne and to the lamb who will reign and deserve all these blessings into the age of the ages. And what do we see at the end of this, this great blessing and all the people say, amen, right? There's that there's, there's this kind of this beautiful liturgy to it. And I kind of, um, I'm, yeah, I'm struck by it. That, and of course, this goes back to what we said earlier is like um, when we did our overview of chapters four and five is one of the most striking things about this view into heaven is what are they doing? They're worshiping. And, and you know, I don't know if I've talked about this on air, but I've, I've talked about it a lot is how this is one of the th ways that I like to encourage the people that I lead in worship to think about worship is like what we're doing is we are joining in the voices or joining our voices with the voices of the heavenly realm, the angels, the saints, you know, of the, the church triumphant in glory. We are joining our voices with them, what they do day and night and constantly. We are joining our voices in that praise of of um yeah creation redemption and um the blessed hope uh consummation yeah yeah well and and uh the the um so we see we see that he's he's here receiving receiving a kingdom that's that's mm. part of that's part of part of what he receives in this uh, um, and and that of course brings us back to Daniel 7 yeah yeah where where the son of man comes to the yeah. ancient of days presented before him and is given dominion and glory and a kingdom yes. that all people's nations and languages should serve him. His yeah. dominion is an everlasting dominion which shall not pass away, as opposed to yeah. the dominion of the four beasts in Daniel 7, which have some superficial similarities to the four living creatures, yeah. but are not the four living 
living creatures because yeah. it, he's told in Daniel 7 they are for earthly kingdoms. The big difference being they will all pass away. Yeah. Jesus's kingdom will never pass away. Yeah. And as I and I pulled it up on our screen, if you're watching along, otherwise you can listen. Yeah, as I looked, the thrones were placed, and the Ancient of Days took a seat, and his clothing was like white as snow, and the hair of his head was like pure wool. His thrones were fiery flames, his wheels were burning fire, a stream of fire issued and came out from before him. A thousand thousands served him, and myriads, or ten thousands, times 10,000 stood yeah. before him. That's a myriad times a myriad. There's a thousand and a thousand and a myriad a myriad. Um, the court sat in judgment and the books were opened. Right? Right. So so for someone who knows their Daniel 7, yeah. the, those numbers we just got, uh, thousands, thousands, ten thousands, ten thousand are the least surprising numbers they could have possibly heard in this context. Because here's what they know. (laughs) That'd be four beasts that sounds suspiciously like the four beasts from Daniel. Yes. (laughs) We've, we've got, we've got clothing, white as snow, hair, like pure wool, throne of fire frames. We've got books being opened. um, And, and so least surprising thing in the world here is to see these numbers because yeah. they've they've gotten the hint that we're getting some Daniel seven here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then, and then of course it, it goes on, as you said, like there's, um, and I saw the night visions verse 13 and behold with the clouds of heaven. There came one like a son of man. And he came to the ancient of days and was presented before him. And to him was given dominion and glory and a kingdom that all peoples, nations, and languages should serve him. And like you said, his dominion is an everlasting dominion. In, and into the age of the ages, which shall not pass mm-hmm. away. And his kingdom, one that shall not be destroyed. I'm convinced, by the way, that Daniel 7 is one of the most important books that is rarely understood. Or uh, chapters that is rarely understood. Um, it, it factors so huge in Christ's self-understanding. Like when he calls himself Son of Man, he is pointing yes. to even Daniel him calling 7. himself the Son of Man, of course. Yeah, which I, you know, I I tweeted I believe this week um, because I was listening to R.C. Sproul recount that fact again, which always makes me chuckle. The fact that uh, the the title Son of God. In, in in the Bible, we often think is a reference to his divinity, but actually is a reference to his humanity because the human king was considered the one begotten by God, the Son of God, by virtue of 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 adoption because of his his Davidic lineage. So referring to the Son of God is referring to his humanity, but the Son of Man we often think of as referring to his humanity because of man. So, but but he's referencing Daniel seven where you have this divine one like a son of man yet he has divine qualities so it's his son of day son of god refer refers to his humanity and son of david or son of man refers to his divinity <laughs> it always makes me chuckle whenever whenever i think of that uh, but but that's kind of yeah that's such an important part of jesus self-understanding and understanding uh revelation and of course um the truth is 
I say that, but the, the dispensationalists agree with me that understanding Daniel 7 is key to understanding Revelation. They agree with us. The problem is then, if you misunderstand Daniel 7, you're going to misunderstand Revelation as well. And, um, you know, in the same way that we've covered Daniel 3 and 4, I'm sure there will come a time soon that we're going to have to just buckle down and take on Daniel 7 in one shot. Uh, but, um, you know, we'll try and put it off a little bit longer so we can stay in Revelation um, like we're claiming to do. This, this is our Daniel 7 commentary. All of it. Yeah, it's true. Uh, <laughs> Revelation is in some ways a Daniel 7 commentary. Yeah, it makes sense. In many ways. Um, yeah, okay. Uh, but, but let's finish off with the... Um, let's see. Uh, we got one more verse, and then I think we can call it... Um, call it call it a re call it a commentary um and the living one the lit the four creatures four living ones said amen so they agree with the song of creation um of the the the, the glory of the lamb and of the of the one sitting on the throne and the presbyters here's a great inclusio fell down and worshipped. So just like we started and they fell down and worshipped at the end of chapter 4 before the throne, now they fall down and worship before the Lamb and the throne. Once again, there's a little bit of history of religion involved in there. Like going from the transition of, it's like chapter 4 almost is looking at uh, the pre- incarnation worship of just the one sitting on the throne who is only like you think like look in fact I, i'm i'm more convinced of this as i say it uh <laughs> because like you know look at look at what we're what we're seeing in that section what do we see um they're praising the one who and then there's a description of his appearance and it's all these old covenants uh descriptions of things that you would see in the cut in the the temple Right, and and the, there's the 24 pointing to the Levitical priesthood, uh, and and it's like the, the the these these attached phrases, and of course even like down to the holy holy holy. Well, what that happened? When did that happen? That happened when Isaiah saw the glory of God filling the temple, and so you've got temple of worship of the one who created all things, and then you've got chapter five is like the worship of God as he is supremely revealed in the sun and and of course there's also the the expanding influence of the song which fits also history of uh, history of redemption in that after uh, until uh, to up to a certain point uh worship of god the religion of yahweh was confined to a specific nation but since the coming of Christ is expanding into all creation. And once again, we sound like post-millennials. Um, <laughs> because, and, and because this is the truth. This is what's going on. He is expanding through the pro proclamation of the gospel, the dominion and worship of God into every corner of creation. And, and the elders who fell down and worshiped, 
same elders who fell down and worshipped the one sitting on the throne are going to fall down and worship the one supremely revealing the one sitting on the throne in the form of Christ, the Lamb who was slain. Uh, so you've got the continuity of the true believers in the old and the true believers in the new. Um, yeah. So we, I think we've made up for the preambling by not overdoing this. <laughs> so so if you've been waiting to catch if, if you haven't finished preambling yet you've got a little bit of time now we 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 gave you a few more minutes you can go back and finish that episode from that massive abomination that was preambling yesterday uh <laughs> <laughs> oh, I say abomination, but it was it was pro it was too much fun to complain too much about. Uh, it, it was a laugh riot for two hours. Um, anyway, but um, but yeah, this is uh we've come to kind of the close of another significant section, and I say close even though it's what follows really from six on just so inevitably flows from what just happened in chapters four and five um yes. uh but before we get to that we th we we thought it would be good to just take one shot one run at the whole book so far and so that's what we're gonna do for next week um but that's next week that's next week josh and jeff problems that's let's not worry about that this week this week's josh and jeff problems is really how do we get you to click that little like button and that little subscribe button and that little share button and that little five star button and that little follow button um like how do we get that how do we get you to do that that's our problem for this week look we we know that we're not worthy to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. But Certainly wealth not wealth. And honor. <laughs> wealth and honor we will take. <laughs> well done. You got us there. <laughs> so yes, <laughs> honor. Yes, you can do that. Like Five star, subscribe, follow, share. You, you can honor us. You can honor us with fake internet points, which might be the most appropriate kind of honor we could receive. <laughs> That's the best we can attain to. Uh, yeah. Or equally fake fiat currency. <laughs> yes uh wealth you can honor us with wealth by going to buymeacoffee.com slash flyover so you can see uh some of the insanity that's been going on our in our chat tonight and of course you can watch this as it happens or very shortly after you can you could have seen this uh all before anyone else got to it and um for, yeah. for just one dollar a month, you can watch our shows live. For ten dollars a month, we won't make you. 
<laughs> yeah. oh, yes. Um. <laughs> uh. But but and also of course, the big thing is you get to hang out with us in the Discord channel, and that's uh that's a great place to get to to talk to us and talk to some of our friends, and um, you get um like you get access early access to things like that that uh sale that went on where they were selling uh Uriel's Revenge for even cheaper. You could have gotten that if you were part of our chat. You could have gotten in that and and uh and uh as well as a bunch of other stuff. Um and again, so for one dollar getting access to saving money elsewhere, like that is <laughs> that that's well worth the money. I'm just saying. And uh and yeah, so so definitely do that. Definitely consider that. Um, or you can uh, request a topic. Right now it's summer, so we're a little bit bogged down. So we're not like taking topics as rapidly with as rapidly as we would. So we're we're, we're kind of storing up a few topics that we're gonna get to as as summer starts to calm down. Like like if you're watching this live or you're watching the live through buy me a coffee um we're not streaming again next week because um somebody has decided to go on a a, a youth trip and uh trust me it wasn't me i'm being in shanghai uh but uh but, but we'll be uh i'll be out of out of the state in on a, on a mission on a youth trip and so um things like that are going on vacations just generally wanting to hang out with their kids and so we're not taking topics as rapidly as you do the rest of the year but if you spend five dollars we'll put it on a list and we will we promise you we will get to it we will never uh charge you something for nothing that is a promise you get from the anarchist bible well, study so we never did end up getting floridian cap um we uh we uh also are going to be getting undisclosed Closed in cap, <laughs> Undis undisclosed when cap. Un un well, un <laughs> no, probably not. Uh, okay. <laughs> but I, uh, uh, but I will think of you all while I'm there. Okay. Probably, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> maybe I can't make that promise. Anyway, uh, but of course. One thing you can do, whether you are, whether I'm streaming or not, we promise we will have an episode for you because we're just gonna go ahead and burn the midnight oil to get it done. And so, even though the I will not have, was multiple hours ago, but anyway, <laughs> even though I will not be streaming, there will be an episode for you. And so, make sure that you join us next week. When we take anarchy to church here on the Anarchist Bible Study, grace and peace. Grace and peace.